Hello, this is Anna from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 23rd of March. India registered over 40,000 daily infections of COVID in the last 24 hours. With this, India's tally of COVID cases rose to over 1.1 crores, while the death toll climbed by 199 to over 1,60,000. Yesterday, Maharashtra Health Minister Rajesh Tope said, People need to follow coronavirus-related safety protocols if the state was ready to avoid another lockdown. Tope said Chief Minister Uddhav Thakri was of the view that a lockdown may become necessary in some cities if new cases continue to climb. Maharashtra has been reporting the highest number of daily cases among all states in India. The state recorded over 26,000 COVID-19 cases yesterday, according to the Indian Express. A government committee has concluded that there was no increased risk of blood clotting following vaccinations with Covishield and Covaxin so far, reported the Indian Express. The decision to review adverse reactions came after many European countries suspended the use of AstraZeneca's vaccine amid cases of blood clots. The countries, however, restarted using the vaccine after the European drug regulator said the vaccine was safe. The Karnataka government has made negative coronavirus certificates mandatory for people travelling to the state from Punjab and Chandigarh. The Haridwar District Administration and Kumbh Mela authorities have stepped up preparations to handle the spread of the coronavirus at the event, a day after the Union Health Secretary wrote to the state chief secretary about inadequate measures. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 123.6 million people and killed over 2.72 million, according to John Hopkins University. Over 70 million people have recovered from the infection so far. Russian President Vladimir Putin said he will get his coronavirus vaccine shot on Tuesday. The country has had a comparatively slow rollout of the vaccination drive. Opponents have criticized Putin for not getting vaccinated arguing that his reluctance is contributing to the widespread hesitance about the vaccine. Spain will administer the AstraZeneca vaccine to any adult under the age of 65, said Health Minister Carolina Darias. Germany will enter a strict shutdown for five days from 1st of April to 5th of April over Easter, Chancellor Angela Merkel announced on Tuesday. Merkel said, and I quote, The situation is serious. Case numbers are rising exponentially and intensive care beds are filling up again. Essentially, we have a new virus. It is much deadlier, much more infectious and infectious for much longer. Unquote. In its manifesto for the Assam election, the Bharatiya Janata Party said today that it will protect genuine Indian citizens and exclude all illegal immigrants. The party said it will undertake a process of correction and reconciliation of entries in the National Register of Citizens. The manifesto, which lists 10 sankalp or resolutions, however did not say anything on the implementation of the Citizenship Amendment Act. The BJP, in its manifesto for another poll-bound state, West Bengal, has promised to implement CAA in the first cabinet meeting if voted to par. More than 19 lakh people were left out of the final list of the Assam NRC that was published on 31st of August 2019. The number of people left out comprised around 6% of Assam's entire population. Some of those left out have been appealing against their exclusion in foreigners' tribunals. 
Meanwhile, the BJP manifesto released by party president J.P. Nadda today morning mentioned a delimitation exercise as one of the BJP's resolutions. Land pattas or strips with requisite rights will be given to all landless Indian citizens in a phased manner, the manifesto also said. The party promised to increase allocation under the Orundoi scheme, under which over 15,000 women in each constituency are paid Rs 830 per month. BJP now plans to increase the amount to Rs 3,000 per month. For children, the party has promised free education in state government-run institutions and free bicycles for all school students from class 8 onwards. For the youth, on the other hand, BJP has vowed to provide 2 lakh government jobs, of which 1 lakh will be made available within the next one year. With the first phase of the assembly elections commencing in a few days, campaigning in the four states and one union territory is heating up. The first phase of polls in West Bengal and Assam will be held on 27th of March. Tamil Nadu, Kerala and Puducherry will vote on 6th of April. Our reporters are on the ground striving to bring you a fair and accurate analysis of the elections. But they will need your support. You can pitch in and power our election coverage by contributing to our NL Sena project called Assembly Elections 2021. And while you are at it, you can read Talha Rashid's piece titled Will Women Help Mamta Banerjee Retain Bengal? She analyzes how the support of women who constitute about half the electorate proved pivotal to Mamta's success in the last two state elections and her party is banking on them once again. Listeners, our team can report only because you support us. We are an independent news platform who does not depend on advertisements to produce podcasts, ground reports, interviews, videos, media critique and much more. We would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers. So, if you aren't a subscriber already, join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the website. Our lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. Refusing to interfere with the government and RBI's decision to not extend the loan moratorium period beyond 31st of August, the Supreme Court said that it cannot do a judicial review of the centre's financial policy decision unless it is malified and arbitrary. The Apex Court said that the waiver of complete interest is not possible as it affects depositors. A bench headed by Justice Ashok Bhushan said this in its verdict on a batch of pleas filed by various trade associations, including from real estate and power sectors, seeking an extension of the loan moratorium period and other reliefs in view of the pandemic. The centre had earlier submitted before the top court that if it were to consider waiving interest on all the loans and advances announced by RBI in view of the pandemic, then the amount foregone would be more than Rs 6 lakh crore. If the banks were to bear this burden, then it would necessarily wipe out a substantial and a major part of their net worth, the centre said. The Enforcement Directorate today approached the Kerala High Court seeking a CBI probe in a case registered by the Kerala Police Crime Branch against officials of the central agency. The police had registered the case against ED officials for allegedly forcing Swapna Suresh, the key accused in the gold smuggling case, to give statements implicating Chief Minister Pinaray Vijayan. 
according to live law the matter was mentioned before a bench of justice vg arun today the case filed by the crime branch was registered under various sections of the ipc after swapna suresh was questioned by the ed on 12th august and 13th august last year an audio tape had surfaced where swapna purportedly said she was forced to give false statements against the chief minister in order to create fake evidence later two women civil police officers who had been present during swapna's interrogation reportedly claimed that they had heard the ed officials forcing her to name the chief minister Suresh a former employee of the UAE consulate Trivandrum is the prime accused in the case relating to the smuggling 30 kg of gold worth rupees 14.82 crore in diplomatic baggage she is now in judicial custody the case is also being probed by the customs department and the NIA leaked videos of staff from Australia's conservative government performing sex acts in parliament including one man masturbating over a female MP's desk left Scott Morrison's administration facing yet another major scandal on Tuesday the prime minister already under pressure for his handling of sexual assault allegations including that of a female government adviser being allegedly raped by a colleague called the behavior disgraceful and absolutely shameful The videos and photos which had allegedly been shared in a group chat of coalition government staff before being leaked by a whistleblower were first revealed by the Australian newspaper and Channel 10 late Monday. The graphic images have prompted fresh outrage from female lawmakers and the Australian public coming on the heels of the rape allegation that sparked mass nationwide protests. The whistleblower identified only as Tom told the news outlets that government staffers and MPs often used a parliament house prayer room to have sex and alleged that sex workers had been brought into the building for the pleasure of coalition MPs one aide was immediately fired and the government has promised further action Minister for Women Maris Payne said the revelations were beyond disappointing and highlighted the need for a government audit inquiry into parliament's workplace culture. Cabinet Minister Karen Andrews said she had an absolute gutful of sexism in politics and her conscience will no longer allow me to remain quiet. The fresh sexism revelations prompted indigenous senator Lydia Thorpe to disclose alleged sexual harassment by four male politicians since she took office just 6 months ago Australia's parliament has been repeatedly criticized for a toxic workplace culture that has allegedly spawned persistent bullying harassment and sexual assault of women particularly in the ruling coalition Attackers on motorbikes raided several villages in southwestern Niger on Sunday killing at least 137 people in the bloodiest violence to hit the country in years the government said government spokesman said in a statement and i quote in treating civilian population systematically as targets now these armed bandits have gone a step further into horror and brutality unquote the coordinated raids underscore the greatest challenge facing mohammed bazoum niger's new president whose election victory in a runoff vote last month was confirmed on sunday by the country's top court niger the world's poorest nation according to the united nations development rankings is struggling with armed campaigns that have spilled over from mali and nigeria killing hundreds of people and displacing nearly half a million others 
According to Al Jazeera, the three villages attacked on Sunday are located in the arid Tahua region, abutting the Tilaberi border area, a hot spot of the conflict plaguing the western portion of the Sahel, and is also fueled by fighters linked to Al Qaeda and ISIL. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.